0: Welcome to the Faith Broadcast. I'm so glad that you're watching today's message. I believe it'll be a blessing to you. I believe it'll encourage you, it'll strengthen you, and empower you to make Jesus famous in your everyday life. Enjoy today's message, and I'll see you at the end of the broadcast. Go with me to Luke chapter 11. Luke chapter 11. As I shared, you know, last year and at the top of this month, some things God's been putting on my heart to share with you, especially on midweeks, that it over the last few months of the end of the year, he was ministering to me about going back to basics. And there's some there are two topics he said to start off the year with to cover with you to go back to basics and the first one he said was the importance of praying in the spirit and so we're going back to basics on this and so we started last week talking about the importance of the baptism of the Holy Ghost we looked at how important it was to John the Baptist how important it was to the Lord Jesus how important it was to the Apostle Paul and we looked at the importance of it I encourage you because we laid a nice foundation in that message that if you miss that and you have questions about the baptism of the Holy Ghost I encourage you to listen to that message It's on our Faith Plus app as well as on youtube as we talk about the importance of the baptism of the holy ghost and so today we're going to talk about receiving the promise go ahead put this in the chat say receiving the promise great put it in the chat receiving the promise We're talking about receiving the baptism of the Holy Ghost, receiving the promise. And we'll walk through the scriptures today so that you have a great understanding. I believe even if we go back to basics, because a number of you have been with me for a while, you've heard us teach on this for years and years and years. But I believe that the Holy Spirit to give us fresh insight, that he's going to breathe on the, these scriptures as we go over and we'll see things we've never seen before. Anybody agreement with me as we share? That you're going to see some things you haven't seen before. You we be reminded about some things you haven't forgotten about. If you're saying, hey, I'm in agreement, go ahead and put it. I agree or amen in the chat. We're going to see some things we haven't seen before when we're reminded for some things that we have forgotten so we can live in a higher way. So Luke chapter 11, we'll start in verse 1. Luke chapter 11, verse 1. And it, says, and it came to pass that as he, Jesus, was praying in a certain place, when he ceased, one of his disciples said unto him, Lord, teach us to pray. As John also taught his disciples. And he said unto them, When you pray, so now we're going to what's famously referred to as the Lord's Prayer. When you pray, say, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, as in heaven, so on earth. Give us day by day our daily bread and forgive us our sins for we also forgive everyone that is indebted to us and lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil and now i'm not going to teach on that prayer even though there's so many things to dive in there but i want you to see the context of what jesus says next and he said unto them now he's still talking about prayer right he's still teaching on prayer how many can see this i can see that he didn't switch subjects he's still teaching on prayer they said lord teach us how to pray so he taught him this prayer but he's still on the topic of prayer he's answering their request and he said unto them which of you shall have a friend and shall go into my midnight and say friend lend me three loaves for a friend of mine and his journey has come to me and I have nothing to set before him and he shall he from within shall answer and say trouble my hey leave me alone the door shut the kids are asleep with me at bed i cannot rise and give it to you and he said and I say unto you, though he will not rise and give him because he is his friend, yet because of his importunity. What does that word mean? Why? It, let's look up this word. What does this word mean? Because Jesus said he's not giving him the bread because he's a friend. He's giving him because of his importunity. What is that? That means persistence, especially to the point of annoyance. That's what that definition is. It's persistence. Persistence especially to the point of annoyance, that the reason this friend said get up out of bed, potentially wake up his little children who are sleeping, and go and give him the bread is because of his persistent request. He says he will rise and give him as many as he needs. And I say unto you, ask, and it shall be given you. Seek, and you shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. For everyone that asks, receive, and he that seeks finds, and him who asks, who, him who knocks, it shall be open. So notice this asking, the seeking is knocking. It's asking, seeking, and knocking with persistence, not just, oh, hey, can I have this? Or, oh, I'm looking for this? Or knock, knock, who's there? No, it is a persistent asking, a persistent seeking, a persistent knocking. Jesus continues this, if a son shall ask bread of any of you that is a father, will he give him a stone? Well, no, of course not. Or if he asks for a fish, will he for a fish give him a serpent? No, of course not. Or if he shall ask for an egg, will he offer him a scorpion? No, of course not. If ye then, being evil, know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more shall your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to them that ask him? So now we're still talking about prayer. And now Jesus is talking about receiving the Holy Spirit, still connected to prayer. He didn't change topics. He's still connected to prayer. And when he taught him how to pray, then he talked about being persistent in prayer. Then he talked about keep on asking, seeking, and knocking. Now he's talking about receiving the Holy Spirit. This is all connected to prayer. How many of you can see that? Go ahead and say, I can see that. Notice this. Here, the baptism of the Holy Spirit is called a gift. The baptism of the Holy Spirit is called a gift here. And is compared to a father giving good gifts to his children. So if earthly people know how to give good gifts to their children, how much more does your heavenly father know how to give good gifts to you? And there's this good gift, he's referring to, Jesus specifies, is the giving of the Holy Spirit. He calls it a good gift from the father. One of the things we see, we can learn here in Luke chapter 11 is that the baptism of the Holy Spirit is received by asking. Go ahead and put this in the chat the baptism of the holy spirit is received by asking the baptism of the holy spirit is received by asking simply if you ask the father for this gift you will receive this gift so of course that implies faith you don't just ask well i hope i get it no no that's not how these things work go with me real quick we'll go right back to this go to james chapter one james chapter one James chapter one, verse five, if it, if any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God that gives to all men liberally and uprights not, and it shall be given him. But let him ask in faith, nothing wavering, for he that wavers is like a wave of the sea, driven with the wind and tossed. For let not that man think he shall receive anything of the Lord. So anytime you ask God for anything, you ask in faith. If you want to receive it, you're going to have to ask in faith. So this asking for the Holy Spirit, this baptism of the Holy Spirit and receiving from the Holy Spirit is asking in faith. Now go with me to Luke chapter 24, verse 49. The baptism of the Holy Spirit is received by asking. Now let's look at Luke chapter 24, verse 49. We're still talking about receiving the promise. If you haven't put in the chat already, say receiving the promise. Luke chapter twenty four verse forty nine, and behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you, but tarry or wait in the city of Jerusalem until you be endued with power from on high. This word tarry, I know this denomination that made a whole practice of tarrying and tarrying at the altar, and I'm not knocking any denomination, but what is saying here is wait until the promise. Given now, we know from studying this, and we'll see again the promise is given, so you don't have to wait to receive the Holy Spirit, you don't have to wait to receive the promise because the promise has been given. Let's go to Acts chapter 1, verse 4. Acts chapter 1, verse 4. Now, we know Luke wrote the Gospel of Luke, but he also wrote the book of Acts. So, the book of Acts is technically Luke, part 2, and so he's picking up where he left off. Acts chapter 1, verse 4. And being assembled together with them, commanded them that they should not depart from Jerusalem, but wait for the promise of the Father, which saith he, You have heard of me. For John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost not many days hence. When they therefore were come together, they asked of him, saying, Lord, will you at this time restore again the kingdom to Israel? And he said unto them, It is not for you to know the times or the seasons which the Father has put in his own power, but you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and unto the uttermost parts of the earth. So we see here in Luke 24 and in Acts chapter 1, the baptism of the Holy Spirit is called the promise of the Father. Let's look at this, what I said again, the baptism of the Holy Spirit is called the promise of the of the Father, Jesus said, I told you about this promise, but we see it in Luke 24 and Acts 1. The baptism of the Holy Spirit is called the promise of the Father. This word promise is a very simple definition. This word promise means promise good or promise blessing. This word promise means promise good or promise blessing. The baptism of the Holy Spirit is the promise blessing, the promise good of the Father. Now let's go to the next chapter, Acts chapter 2. Let's skip ahead to verse 32. Now, what's happening right now, the gift has been given. The baptism has been given. The Holy Spirit has been poured out. And we'll back up in a little bit and see the different things that happen. But now, Peter is answering the critics and all those who have gathered around about what's going on, explaining. What has been happening because of the outpouring of the Holy Spirit and starting in verse 32, he says, this Jesus has God raised up whereof we are all witnesses, therefore being by the right hand of God exalted and having received of the Father the promise of the Holy Ghost, he has shed forth this which you now see and hear. For David has not ascended into the heavens, but he said to himself, The Lord said unto my Lord, Sit thou at my right hand until I make your foes your footstool. Therefore, let all the house of Israel know assuredly that God has made that same Jesus whom you crucified, both Lord and Christ. Now when they heard this, they were pricked in their heart and said unto Peter and to the rest of the apostles, Men and brethren, what shall, what shall we do? Then Peter said unto them, repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. For the promise is unto you and to your children and to all that are far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. Notice this, Peter in his explanation of the outpouring of the Holy Spirit called the baptism both a promise and a gift. I'll say it again. Peter, in his explanation of the outpouring of the Holy Spirit, called the baptism both a promise and a gift. One more time. Peter, in his explanation of the outpouring of the Holy Spirit, called the baptism both a promise and a gift. So let's go to the top of chapter 2. So, verse 1 And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven, as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house of where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire, and it sat upon each of them, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost, and began to speak with other tongues, as the Spirit gave them utterance. And there were dwelling at Jerusalem Jews, devout men, out of every nation under heaven. Now when this was noised abroad, the multitude came together and were confounded, because that every man heard them speak in his own language. And they were all amazed and marveled, saying one to another, Behold, are not all these which speak Galileans? How hear we every man in our own tongue when we were born, Parthians and Medes and Elamites and dwellers in Mesopotamia and in Judea and Cappadocia and Pontus and Asia and Phrygia and Pamphylia and Egypt and in the parts of Libya about Cyrene and strangers of Rome, Jews and proselytes, Cretes and Arabians. We do hear them speak in our own tongues the wonderful works of God. And they were all amazed and were in doubt, saying one to another, what means this? Others mocking said, these men are full of new wine. But Peter, standing up with the eleven, lifted up his voice. And said unto them, You men of Judea, and all ye that dwell at Jerusalem, be this known unto you, and hearken to my words, for these are not drunken as you suppose, seeing it is but the third hour of the day. But this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joe, and it shall come to pass in the last days, saith God. The sun shall be turned into darkness and the moon into blood before the great and noble day of the Lord come. And it shall come to pass that whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Joel chapter 2, which what, is what Peter just quoted is the promise of the Father. Joel chapter 2, what Peter just quoted in his sermon on the day of Pentecost is the promise of the Father. Remember, Jesus called the baptism. Peter did as well. The promise of the of the Father, and the promise of that baptism is found in Joel chapter 2. Joel chapter 2 is the promise of the Father, and so as we'll look at later in today's message as well as in the future messages, the Father promised the outpouring of His Spirit in other places as well. Now remember, last week we examined how in Acts chapter 8, Acts chapter 9, and Acts chapter 19, that the baptism of the Holy Spirit was given through the ministry of laying on of hands. Acts chapter eight. Remember, Peter and John went down to Samaria and laid hands on them that they might receive the Holy Ghost. And then Acts chapter nine. And Ananias the disciple went and laid hands on Saul that he might receive his sight and receive the Holy Ghost. And then in Acts nineteen, Paul arrived in Ephesus and found some disciples that hey, have you even received? The baptism of the Holy Ghost, they said, We don't even know if there's a Holy Ghost. And Paul laid hands on 12 of them and they received the baptism of the Holy Ghost. So we see that the baptism, as we saw earlier, is received by asking. We also see that it's received by the laying on of hands. So, what are the two ways we've covered so far tonight? It's received by asking. And of course, you have to ask in faith. And number two is received by the laying on of hands. Number one, received by asking. Number two, received by the laying on of hands. I remember one time I was ministering in another state and I was coming to hold a series of meetings there and I was sharing, I believe it was a uh, night service, uh, a person that they told me, the pastors told me, said, yes, you know, there's a Holy Ghost filled church, but there was a person who had joined recently and says, well, before I get filled, I want to know more about this. So they gave them some mini books about why praying to unks and importance and sharing some of the things that I shared with you tonight and last week. And so they gave him a bunch of books and he read all the books and he came to church And said, I am ready to receive the gift. He said, I'm ready. I'm here. I'm ready. I've read all the books. I'm ready to receive. And so while the Holy Ghost was moving in such a wonderful way in that service, I remember I called him up and I remember I just touched on the side of the cheek and I said, receive the Holy Ghost, receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost, as simple as that, receive. And he began to be filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak in other tongues as simple as that. It can be ministered through the laying on of hands. And I've seen that happen a number of times. I've also led people in the prayer, to receive by asking. I've seen them receive it a number of times. I remember the first time I started doing that was as a teenager working in the ministry room, leading people in these scriptures, leading teenagers and asking in faith, and they would receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost. I've done it as a pastor and during altar calls. We've done it during times when, hey, no, you don't even need to come forward to the altar, but right where you are, repeat this prayer after me, Mean it from the bottom of your heart and they'll be filled with the Holy Ghost. I've heard testimonies. people say, well, I never knew that could happen to me. But when I came to church, you asked pray with me, I began to pray in the Holy Ghost. We see received by asking, but we also see received the ministry of laying on of hands. But also there's more. Go to Acts chapter 10, verse 30. Go with me now to Acts chapter 10, verse 30. Acts chapter 10, verse 30. And Cornelius said, Four days ago I was fasting until this hour, and at the ninth hour I prayed in my house, and behold, a man stood before me in bright clothing, and said, Cornelius, your prayer is heard, and your alms are had in remembrance in the sight of God. Send therefore to Joppa, and call here Simon, whose surname is Peter. He is lodged in the house of one Simon a Tanner by the seaside. Who, when he comes, shall speak unto you? Immediately therefore I sent to you, and he have well done that you have come. Now, therefore, we are all present before God to hear all the things that are commanded you of God. Then Peter opened his mouth and said, Of a truth I perceive that God is no respecter of persons, but in every nation that fears him and works righteousness is accepted with him the word which God sent unto the children of Israel, preaching peace by Jesus Christ. He is Lord of all. That word, I say you know, which was published throughout all Judea and began from Galilee after the baptism with John preached, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power, who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. And we are witnesses of all things which he did both in the land of the Jews and in Jerusalem, whom they slew and hanged on a tree, him. God raised up on the third day and showed him openly not to all the people but unto witnesses chosen before of God even to us who did eat and drink with him after he rose from the dead and he commanded us to preach unto the people and to testify that is he which was ordained of God to be the judge of quick of the quick or the live and the dead to him give the all the prophets witness that through his name whosoever believes in him shall receive remission of sins While Peter yet spake these words, Peter is just getting into his message. That was his introduction. He just started. While he was talking, the Holy Ghost fell on all them which heard the word. And they of the circumcision, which believed, were astonished as many as came with Peter, because that on the Gentiles also was poured out the gift of the Holy Ghost. For, how do they know they received the gift? For they heard them speak with tongues and magnify God. Then answer Peter, can any man forbid water that these should not be baptized, which have received the Holy Ghost as well as we? And he commanded them to be baptized in the name of the Lord. Then prayed they him to tarry certain days. Pay attention to this. In Acts 10, we don't see anyone asking for the baptism, do we? We don't see anyone ask for the baptism. Peter didn't tell them to ask for the baptism. He didn't lead them in a prayer. Peter's preaching. The Holy Ghost interrupts his message. Like Peter, that's a great message and no, all, but I got something I need to do right now. He interrupts him. No one's asking for the baptism. Most of them probably don't even know that there is a baptism. The ones who do are Peter and the ones who came with them. They're all ready to hear from God. They don't know about the details of what God has to offer. But they're in there in faith and expectation. Well, how do you know that they're in faith? Because Peter's preaching the word. And what happens? Faith comes by hearing and hearing about the word of God. Romans 10, 17. As Peter is preaching, faith comes to their heart. Yet nobody's asking for the baptism and nor do we see anyone laying hands on anyone. So what happened? As faith came to the heart, you also notice something else was going on. Isaiah 44, verse 1 through 3 is another promise of the Father concerning this outpouring. Now, yet now hear, O Jacob, my servant, and Israel, whom I've chosen. Thus saith the Lord that made you and formed you from the womb, which will help you. Fear not, O Jacob, my servant, and you, Jeshurun, whom I have chosen. For I will pour water upon him that is thirsty. Go ahead, put it in the chat, say thirsty. And floods upon the dry ground. I will pour my spirit upon your seed and my blessing upon your offspring. This is one of the promises of the Father concerning the outpouring of the Holy Ghost. But now let's see what Jesus said. Go with me to John 7. John chapter 7. Let's look at what something Jesus said about this. And John chapter 7, verse 37. In the last day, the great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried saying, if any man thirst, if any man's thirsty, let him come unto me and drink. He that believes on me. As the scripture has said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. But this spake he of the spirit, which they that believe on him should receive. For the Holy Ghost was not yet given because that Jesus was not yet glorified. So what happened in Acts chapter 10? They heard the word. Faith came into their heart. They believed on the Lord Jesus. And because of their hunger and their thirst for God, they had gathered there. They're hungering. They're thirsty for god they're gathered to hear what god was saying to them it's cornelius his whole family everybody who lived in his house all of their friends they had gathered in cornelius place to hear from god they're hungry to hear from god and as peter preaches they believe on the lord jesus christ and as soon as they believe the holy ghost falls on them all why god is looking for hungry hearts Go ahead, put this in the chat say god is looking for hungry hearts Say it out loud and put it in the chat. Say, God is looking for hungry hearts. One more time. God is looking for hungry hearts. In Acts chapter 10, they heard the word and believed on Jesus. And because of their hunger and thirst for God, they received the baptism. God is looking for hungry hearts. Let's go back to Luke 11 now. As we begin to close. Luke chapter 11, but this time I read to you from the New Living Translation. Luke chapter 11, verse 9. And so I tell you, keep on asking, and you will receive what you ask for. Keep on seeking, and you will find. Keep on knocking, and the door will be open unto you. For everyone who asks receives, everyone who seeks finds, and to everyone who knocks, the door will be open. Your fathers, you fathers, if your children ask for a fish do you give them a snake instead? Or if they ask for an egg, do you give them a scorpion? Of course not. So if you sinful people know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? After receiving, I want you to pay attention to this. After receiving the baptism of the Holy Ghost with the Bible evidence of speaking of the tongues, we talked about why I referred to it that way last week. After you receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost with the Bible evidence speaking of the tongues, God still has more for you. Go ahead, put it in the chat and say it out loud. I want you to say it out loud. If you're somewhere you can't talk really loud, you can still whisper it. I want you to say it with me or put it in the chat. Say, God still has more for me. Come on, say it and put it in the chat. Say, God still has more for me. God still has more for you. And he's still looking for hungry hearts he can pour his spirit upon. You might say, well, once I receive the baptism, what do you mean this more? Is there some biblical evidence for that? Yeah, there is. Go with me in Acts chapter 4, verse 31. I like to say this way, that the baptism of the Holy Ghost is the doorway or the gateway to the supernatural. The baptism of the Holy Ghost is the gateway or the doorway to the supernatural. Let's look at Acts chapter 4, verse 31. Acts chapter 4, verse 31. Acts chapter 4, verse 31. And when they had prayed, the place was shaken where they were assembled together. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. And they spake the word of God with boldness. Now we know here is gathered the early churches, the apostles, in the early church, who were there in the day of Pentecost and some others. But, Notice what happened here in Acts 4:31. We'll read it again. And when they had prayed, the place was shaken where they were assembled together, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost, and they spoke the word with boldness. But wait a minute, but didn't that happen already? Go back to Acts chapter 2 real quick. Acts chapter 2 Verse 1, and when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord of one place, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting, and there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire, and it sat upon each of them, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost, and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Well, if they were filled in Acts chapter 2, why were they filled again in Acts chapter 4? We see it happened more than once, right? I want you to understand this as we lay the foundation for where we're going. There is one baptism in the Holy Ghost, but there are many refillings. There is one baptism in the Holy Ghost, but there are many refillings. Go ahead, put that in the chat. Say, there is one baptism in the Holy Ghost, but there are many refillings. Oh, thank God for that. There is one baptism of the Holy Ghost. But there are many refillings. And so the thing is, you might think, well, I've received all I can. I've been baptized. Well, no, no, no. There's more for you. You can be filled again and filled again and filled again. And then as your spiritual capacity expands, you can be filled again and filled again and filled again. Well, how do I keep getting filled? Hunger, thirst. What did Jesus say? For those who hunger and thirst after righteousness, they shall be filled. Jesus said, those who believe on me, come unto me. If you're thirsty, if you're thirsty, you'll receive. Just like they did in Acts chapter 10, they received. They didn't know they could receive by asking. They didn't know that. No one laid hands on them, but they believed on Jesus, and they were hungry. And the Holy Ghost poured himself out on them. It's the promise of the Father. I've heard stories and testimonies of people who've received the baptism of the Holy Ghost with the Bible evidence speaking on the tongues. They didn't even know what it was. They weren't taught about it. They were just hungry for God. And they were just before God in times of intense prayer, calling out to God. And God gave them that experience. They didn't even know it was available. They had to get in the word afterwards and find out what, that, what happened to them. They were just hungry. How hungry are you for the things of God? How hungry are you for more of the Spirit of God? Because you may have seen great things of the Holy Ghost doing things in your life, around you and through you and for you, but there's more. Come on, say there's more. Come on, say there's more. Say there's more for me. Yet there's more for you. There's more for your family. There's more for our church family. The Holy Spirit has more. But you must go out in faith, believing for the more. And let me put a side note for it. You should ask for more, but you need to use what you've been given. Don't just keep asking and not use what he's given you. No, use what he's given you and always press in for more. Come on. You say, well, I want more. But if you're not praying the Holy Ghost at all, why are you asking for more? He's not going to give you a double language. You already got a language. You don't need another language. What do you need is more that he wants to pour out on your life another refilling greater empowerment greater strength greater things he wants to take you into and even as you keep progressing with them it's not giving you per se another language your language develops that you one of the things you understand well, we'll get into maybe later i'm not sure next week or later on but as you pray in the holy ghost your language develops you may start with saying just a few syllables here and there it's like well that doesn't sound like anything you keep giving yourself time and giving yourself to praying in the holy ghost And as we see out later praying out the mysteries divine secrets plans and purposes of god building yourself up spiritually you yield to the holy ghost and let him pray through you that language will develop and more things will be done in your life what you receive is great but god has more for you but you won't get that more until you press in to what he's already given you and you make use of what he's given you. If you want more, you need to make use of the gift he's given you, the promise that you've received of praying in the Holy Ghost with the Bible evidence, speaking of the tongues. You want more, ask for more and make greater use of praying in the Holy Ghost. I remember one time years ago, it was actually over a decade ago now, I was sitting down with Bishop, I was coming to ask him some questions and share about some things that were happening to me me spiritually, some experiences with God I was having. I just had some questions and seeking counsel and guidance from him. And there were good things happening, but I wanted to sit down with my spiritual father and ask, hey, you know, I'm not missing that. I said, oh, no, everything you're doing is right. What you're experience is right. I call them having adventures in the spirit. And he said, the reason you're experiencing that is because you're praying in the Holy Ghost more. Now, it's true. I was praying in the Holy Ghost more. I never told him that's what I was. But he was pouring into me and sharing with me that you're having these adventures going deeper into the spirit because you're making use of the gift of praying in the Holy Ghost. You want more what God has for you? You need to pray in the Holy Ghost more. Hey, if you pray five minutes a day, that's great. Now pray 10. Increase. Even if it's just 30 seconds longer than normal. Make a plan to pray in the Holy Ghost more. Now... Yes, you should have your own dedicated time of prayer Whether when you start your day. Some of you work nights, so morning is not your time. You still sleep in the morning. But whenever you start your day, you should have dedicated time of prayer, praying in your understanding or in English or your natural language and praying in the Holy Ghost. But then also, you should make time throughout the day of praying in the Spirit. And I'll tell about more in the series because sometimes people don't pray in the Holy Ghost because they think, well, I have to be just in a sanctuary or my prayer closet alone. That's the only time we can pray in the Holy Ghost. No, you can pray in the Holy Ghost under your breath as you go into the grocery store. You can pray in the Holy Ghost under your breath as you're walking through your neighborhood. You can pray in the Holy Ghost as you are in traffic. You, you should give yourself more time to pray in the Spirit. You can pray in the Spirit while you're cooking. You can pray in the Spirit as you do other activities. Praying in the Spirit, as we saw last week, is of utmost importance. It is a promise of the Father, as we saw tonight. We see it as a gift of the Father. And if you want the more, you have to desire the more, and you have to use what God has given you. I know so many of you want more. Use what He's given you. Ask for more and you will receive the more. Praise God. Let's pray. Father, we thank you. Father, we thank you for this gift, for this baptism, for the ability to speak in other tongues. And we thank you for stirring our hearts tonight to want more. Now help us go after the more and set aside the things we need to set aside and help us Keep in the forefront of our thinking the importance of this baptism and the importance of yielding to the Holy Ghost and praying in other tongues. Help us see fresh insight as we pray in the Spirit more. And help us not just be hearers of this word, but to be doers of this word. So we can be blessed in our doing, like it says in the book of James. And give you all the glory for the things that you shared with us tonight. But Father, I pray that you speak more to them after this broadcast ends. That you minister to them through the night. And that you minister tomorrow in the morning. That it stays in their mindset, the importance of praying in the Holy Ghost. I thank you for it. And I give you all the glory, honor, and praise. In Jesus' name, amen. And amen. Amen. I believe today's message encourages you, it strengthen you, it's helping you to live the lifestyle of faith. If you're ever in the metro Atlanta area, we'd love for you to worship with us in person. You can find information about our different locations at fccga.com. Also, we have so many different ways where you can get the word. You can download our Faith Plus app. You could also visit us on our social media pages on Instagram, on Twitter, on Facebook